Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it, it's really cool because it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really great stuff they're doing with us in Forest in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Bill Brim. He's a CEO for Lutheran Social Services. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Colby. It's great to be here. Now, Bill, tell me a little bit about Lutheran Social Services. Sure. Lutheran Social Services of Northeast Florida, a lot of people get us confused with we're LSS instead of LSF. So we are local, a local nonprofit that actually all your money stays here. And we've been in operation for 43 years. Wow. So to the Jacksonville and surrounding communities. And what do you guys do? Oh my gosh. So we are sort of a jack of all trades. So we have, we are a unique nonprofit that has many, we have five major programs of our own under one roof. And then also we have partners slash tenants like Vision is Priceless. We Care is moving in on Monday. And a HIV clinic mm. that's at the end of our building can community help. So it's neat when we can all gather and put our heads together and see what best is um, working for our community. And we all sort of cross-pollinate each other And because if somebody needs food, they probably need glasses or a job. So, um, yeah, five major services. All right, Bill, tell me about those five major services. Break, break them down for me. Sure. We now... Um, with Ryan White Services, we are a one-stop HIV healthcare stop. If you um, have Ryan White, or if you just have general insurance, um, so we have case management with Ryan White, and along with mental health, and we have um, a dietitian, and also we have. Um, uh, mental health care. So I think I already mentioned that. But anyway, so we actually also go out to the jails. People used to be released with just three three days of meds. So we make sure our jailing people go out wow. into um, the jail system. And when people are released that are have HIV, um, we actually get them into care or substance abuse or whatever their needs are, but we connect them with care too. And so it's very important. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Bill. No, I was just going to say we we have one of the highest viral suppression rates in the city, meaning our clients are on their medication and can't can't transmit the HIV virus. What kind of people seek out your services? You said inmates and, and people who are transitioning out, but who else? Oh, gosh. People that are a aging out of Jasmine, so the younger kids that age out of Jasmine, and then also we get um, newly diagnosed people with HIV into our program, but it's all walks of life, so you, you have... 
Um, many people that you would never think that have mm-hmm. HIV are walking around living a healthy life as long as they're following their med regi- regimen. So it's not a death sentence anymore. There's a very, um, you can live a very robust life. And since you're seeing the doctor usually every six months or more, you're actually bound to be detected with something else before somebody that doesn't go to the doctor unless they have to. So it's a really neat um, program, and especially with all the services, the wraparound services in our program as far as case management, like therapeutic, you know, intervention. Um, um, with HIV services, there's housing assistance and, uh, of course, like I said, mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. So, and a small pantry. So, but you have to be HIV positive to receive those services that are in that program. So, and you also said, programs, oh, go ahead. You also mentioned y'all have a dietitian. How does that play in with everything? Sure. Well, we find out people that are, you know, you know, every anybody mm-hmm. that is, you know, overweight in America needs to lose pounds. And especially when you have an underlying condition, it's good to stay healthy. So we have a dietitian come and she sets a plan for you to do healthy eating. A lot of people just aren't aware mm-hmm. of what things that they should be buying or what they should be looking at the grocery store. So they go over things like that with them and make sure that they understand the foods that they should be eating, the sugar levels and, you know, carbohydrates and to read those labels at the grocery store. Bill, I think it's it's funny, but it's not funny. When we started off, you said all monetary donations that we give to y'all stays with y'all. So if I if I give you guys money, what's my money going towards? Oh, gosh. Well, you can designate it to go to any of our five programs. So if your love is for HIV services, you can Mm. denote that. Or a lot of people just do it to the area of greatest need. So um, we, I'm glad you asked that question because um, we are very proud to say that we only have a 10% admin rate. That's like the gold star platinum series um, standard in the nonprofit, meaning 90 cents of every dollar goes right out the door, back out the door to client services. And that's really, it's neat for a nonprofit in these, you know, unique times. You know, we're very proud of that to say Mm -hmm. that we're very um, frugal with your money. And when somebody does give us money, I act like it's my own money. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing something with inside the public or, you know, say buying a vehicle or doing a lease, I always, before we even do air conditioning repairs here, like we'll, we'll tell everybody our story and what we do for the community. And a lot of times we get a discount. So, um, so I'm a very good steward of people's money because I know everybody's hard earned money. You know, you want to make sure that you're giving and it stays, you know, for me, it's neat that it stays local. You know that it's helping the people in your community. Your neighbor could be in need. So it's your neighbors in need that you might not even be aware of that we're able to help. I mean, year before last, we served 45,000 unduplicated people last year for a 151% increase. So this year we just finished up the year and we served almost 33,000 people. And that's unduplicated, meaning if they came one time or 12 times, we only count them once. So, 
And a lot of that is through our food program. So our nourishment network, which has been in existence, and that's what we were founded on, is we, we found 43 years ago, we found food insecurity in Jacksonville to be a big thing. So we um, have a pantry that is open to the public Monday through Friday from um, 10 to 12, and then on um, one day a week, on Tuesday, we have later hours from 2 to 4. So if you're working or can't get in between that window of 10 to 12, you can come from 2 to 4 on Tuesday. And again, our pantry is open five days a week. You can come up to twice a month. So, And we get some very great items from a lot of people in our community. So um, you might be getting um, an item for like... Uh, like say Whole Foods, a mm. bottle of olive oil that might cost you know twenty bucks or thirty yeah. bucks. So you're getting some pretty good stuff, stuff that I would like to have in my kitchen cabinet. So we've been doing that for a long time. So our we we never stop serving people through COVID. We have come up with a new way where you just drive around the back of our building. There's a window that checks you in. They're just going to ask to see your just your ID. And it's just a few questions. We're not we're not there to judge. We're there hmm. to with a smile. And again, you know, pre-pandemic, seventy percent of Jacksonville was one paycheck away from you know their life being turned a little upside down. You know, if their child got sick for a week and they didn't have PDO, or their car broke down. So we might see people in the pantry, and a lot of times it's only for a couple of months, and then they're out. And so um, a lot of people just have a need. Um, you think about the Steinmart layoffs, I mean, during the mm. during COVID. You know, again, um, you don't get to give back that nice car. You don't get to take it back to the dealership. So, again, um, we saw some of our donors in line having the need for food, but we're happy to help. We do it with a smile on our face, and it's something that, um, again, there's no there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very a simple process. You go to the next window, you get your groceries, and you get to go. And if you need help out, we'll help you out. So, and all of that is done by uh, very caring staff and volunteers that help us. So, um, also, we go out to 14 schools in the Duval wow. and Clay County area. And we deliver what we call the backpack program. And it's a little bit deceiving as far as backpack. (laughs) But hopefully what happens is um, during the week, um, sometimes Wednesdays or Fridays, we deliver the food to the schools for over the weekend. And hopefully while the kids are out of class, because we all know how mean school kids can be. I Mm. remember growing up and... Kids can be a little bit mean. Or, oh, my gosh, yes. You know, I'm traumatized um, still. Yeah. So, <sighs> you know, if you're receiving assistance, it's sort of a little embarrassing for people. So we try to make it, mm. you know, um, let me step back for a second. Even somebody that's homeless, we do not ask if you're homeless. We ask if 
there's a way that you have to cook your items. And uh-huh. if they say, no, we know we need to get a bag with pop-top cans that they're able to okay. self-serve. So um, we try to do things with the utmost dignity, mm-hmm. knowing that people are going through a tough time. So there is no um, judgment here. We're just here to, to help people through a difficult time. And again, you know, the biggest thing I could say is there's there's no embarrassment to be here. You know, everything's pretty, you know, segregated where there's not all those people that show up at once. So, you know, a lot of people are staggered out where, you know, you can come in when you want to, you know, basically within those hours. But again, going back to the backpack program, we, while the kids are at recess, hopefully, or out of the classroom, the teacher or the counselor goes in to the child's backpack that's in need and puts in a, um, a bag of food to carry them through the weekend to get back to school on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this for years, and we go all the way out into Clay County, into Middleburg, and... Um, areas that are just underserved and a lot of free or reduced lunches. So again, you know, when the kids come back in the classroom, all they know is nothing because they see the backpack sitting there. So when they pick it up, it might be a little bit heavier, but if they don't say anything, nobody knows. Mm -hmm. So, and one thing we do put in the backpack that's of interest is we put popcorn in there. And if you want to know why we put popcorn in. I do. Popcorn. You do know? No, I want to know. I have no idea why. You want to know. That's right. (laughs) What happens when somebody at work puts a bag of popcorn into the microwave? Every coyote comes looking for that popcorn. Mm -hmm. So hopefully what this does is when a child goes home, we hope that the smell of microwave from, you know, or the popcorn from the microwave actually brings the family together to have, you know, some, Mm. you know, much needed family time. So hopefully it brings the family together. So that's why we do that. Just a special little perk in the bag. So um, then we go out to eight senior citizens centers once a month and we deliver groceries to them so they do not have to get out in the hot heat or on a bus um, to get their groceries. We deliver it to their center and a lot of times um, they might have a closet where people come down and get need or there's a site person because of COVID things have changed a lot. You know, the site person might take it up to their room. So again, you know, if you're elderly, we don't want you out there in the hot heat or or, you know, on a bus or having to carry, you know, sacks of groceries home. So we want to be mindful of that and try to help people make it as easy as we can. Plus, we're on a bus line, which helps. So all of our services um, are located here at 4615 Phillips Highway. It's in between University and Emerson, so it's located pretty much centrally located throughout town. So um, we see people from all the areas of Jacksonville since we've been doing this for so long. 
Um, one of the other neat programs is we help people that aren't able with uh, to pay their bills mm. with their Social Security, usually disability, sometimes SSI or SSA, but we help them pay their bills. Sometimes they're, um, the people that they're around love them a little bit too much for their money and they... You know, so we make sure that they're protected and we pay all their important bills and, and give them a stipend each week or each month um, on a debit card so they can, you know, nobody would ever know that they're in our program. And also we have two case managers to make sure that they get to a primary care doctor's appointment once a year and mental health services. So it's a really neat program, we manage five to six million dollars a year wow. of people's money. So quite a big um, undertaking, but much needed in our community for those, um, you know, vulnerable people or people that just need a little extra help. So, and usually those are referred to us by the Social Security Administration or through some type of agency or a doctor. So um, our other program is our Steps to Success program. This is a really neat program. So we have a campus here, and we have a campus across from Edward Waters at 16, I think it's 01 King Street. And again, it's right across from Edward Waters College. It has big signage. Um, it, it is um, a FOC, which is a Financial Opportunity Center. And anybody can apply for this program. You have to want a, a career coach, and also you get a financial coach. Whoa. So I know. So some people, um, you know, sometimes are stuck in situations or, you know, they have the abilities but can't open doors. So we have a bunch of employers or, um, you know, some type of relationship with employers to um, a lot of times help these applicants get their resume looked at to see if they um, fit the job description. And if they do, what we do is we actually customize a resume and we really sit down with that person and we find out what their aspirations or dreams are to really not just put them in a job, but to put them in something that they really want to do or like to do. And sometimes we suggest that they may go back to school for a little bit and get a part-time job and we help them do that. And then we customize each resume. So for every job, there's a customized resume. If they are not able to do it, we actually have people on site that will do that for them. So that's what makes us very unique. And then there's a financial coach that actually helps people think about saving their money a different way or maybe managing their money a different way and looks at, you know, if they want to purchase a car or a house or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and say that they're using buy here, pay here lots and you know that is a higher interest rate or if you're doing payday loans, this is a good program to be in. Um, also, people coming out of retirement that have found themselves that they didn't save enough their late lifehood. They thought they were going to retire and have enough money, and you know they found out that they need to supplement their income at this time. 
but on average, people um, um, increased their credit score by 67 points. And their salary per month is increased by almost $1,200. Oh, wow. So, and that's on average. So people, there can be a lot more. It's depending on how much you want to put into this program. But so that takes you away from payday loans or buy here, pay here. And again, this would be a $2,500 value. If you had to go get a financial coach to write your resume to help you find a job, and um, sometimes you get a 0% on your return. So this program is completely open to the public and, you know, is a really neat program. And we have lots of employers looking for great, you know, people. <laughs> so, again, you get a financial coach. You have to have both. So if you want to enter in the program, you have to have a financial coach and a career coach to help you. But um, they're willing to work through you on your level and help you. And I will tell you, once you see somebody come through that, that program that has maybe burned some bridges with their family or lived out of the back of a car or had hard situations in life, but once they go through this program and you see them, you know, get their first car mm. or buy their first house, you ought to see the sparkle in their eye and they're like, I never thought I would achieve this in life. Can you let me know, are y'all in need of volunteers? Oh gosh, yes. So um, with the uptick in demand for <laughs> the pantry, we, our agency to keep costs down, we need volunteers for, um, you know, our, our, our pantry, our refugee services. So if you're interested, also go to our website too. Again, lssjax.org and um, that will guide you to any volunteer information. It'll give you a lot of news about what opportunities mm -hmm. are out there. But we always need, you know, church Church groups are great. Individuals that want to give back to their community, maybe receive services before. Um, we have a lot of dynamic volunteers. In fact, some of them think that they're employees here because <laughs> they've been here so long. So, If we're in need, where can we go for help? Sure, you can come to our, you know, if you're if you're looking for any of these services, plus, you know, like I said, inside our organization, we have Vision is Priceless. So if you need eyeglasses and you're underneath the 200% poverty rate, which is not hard to do, yeah. you're getting an eye exam and free eyeglasses. You have CAN, the HIV clinic with six exam rooms, three dental chairs, and a full pharmacy on site. <laughs> and... As of Monday, we care will be moving in. And St. Vincent's, you know, Ascension St. Vincent's brings a mobile vehicle with a doctor that can help with like high blood pressure meds. And he can actually give you those right on the spot. But they can help you with the flu shots. Um, it is the third Tuesday. I think I said Thursdays, but it's the third Tuesday of every month. And Bill, tell me again uh, the best website to find out more information. Um, it is um, LSS, which is Lutheran Social Services, jax.org. Um, or you can call our main number. We actually have a live operator 
uh, Michelle that's ready to assist you, and that's 904 448-5995. Thank you so much for being such a great neighbor in our community. Well, thank you for your time. We appreciate you getting the um, um, word out. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. At The Y, we take great pride in strengthening our community and helping all of us be our best selves. Our programs empower young people, improve health and well-being, and inspire action in our communities. Today and every day, no matter where you are on your journey, we're here for you. We're here for all. Stop by or visit us at fcymca.org to discover new ways to connect with your potential, your purpose, and each other. Join us. Together, we're stronger for our community. Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. At Panera, you can say yes to both of your cravings. We call it You Pick Two. And with over 465 pairings, you'll find a meal sure to satisfy any mood. Are you feeling both fresh and fun? Pick our Fuji apple salad with a new Thai chicken soup. Or maybe you're feeling classic and bold. Pair some creamy mac and cheese with our new citrus Asian crunch salad. Pick your perfect pair and order a You Pick 2 today. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-707-4522. 800-707-4522. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's important to love what you do and who you do it for. And that's easy when you work at American Electrical Contracting. They're always looking for new ways to invest in their employees. This year alone, they've increased employee benefits by 25%, doubled their life insurance policy, and added an extra scheduled holiday. Plus, they offer tuition assistance for higher education. American Electrical Contracting focuses on excellence and professionalism. Pursue excellence personally and professionally at American Electrical Contracting. Hiring now. Call 737-7770. Visit American-Electrical.com. 
Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Bright Whitaker. She's the Director of Communications and Outreach with LifeSouth Blood Center. Bright, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Colby. Now, give me a rundown on what LifeSouth Blood is all about. So, LifeSouth Community Blood Centers is a nonprofit um, blood center, and we collect blood from volunteer blood donors in the Jacksonville area, and uh, we provide blood to our hospital partners, which is all of Baptist Health, um, Wolfson Children's, U.S. Health, Memorial, and Orange Park Medical Center to help treat patients that need blood transfusion. Okay, so that's a lot of places. So what kind of need does that look like? So it's an everyday need. Mm. Um, blood donors are needed every day to make sure that blood is available when it's needed. Um, one thing that people don't realize, that it's really the blood that is available immediately that helps patients, especially when there's a trauma an accident or um, just an unexpected medical emergency. So we really need seven days a week donors to come in and donate blood. So that's one of my questions. What kind of people are you supplying blood to? Like you said the locations, but who needs it? Uh, People who are uh, involved in accidents, traumas, cancer patients, uh, burn victims, there's uh, uh, many reasons that somebody would need blood if they're entering the hospital. And blood is not manufactured. Blood is a, a gift one human can give to another. Mm. So the only way to make sure that hospitals have what's needed is to have people come in and volunteer to donate blood. And tell me what kind of impact one person can make when giving blood. Sure. Uh, One person can actually save three lives with their blood donation um, because we're able to use their red blood cells, their plasma, and their platelets. And does blood have a shelf life? Yes, blood has a shelf life, and that's also why it's important um, to come in and give to help replenish. Um, It's not something that can, you know, just be stored away forever. Um, And so that's why, you know, really, and and especially this time in our, you know, what we're going through with COVID, um, blood donors have, it's dropped off. And so we need people to who are healthy to come in and donate blood. And why, put it into perspective, why blood donations have dropped off so much over the past two years? So um, with COVID, people, you know, aren't able necessarily to come in either if they're ill. Um, we've had blood drives cancel. Um, we've had staffing issues like everybody has had. So um, we've seen a decline. Actually, there's a national blood shortage shortage right now. So not only us, but blood centers across the country have experienced this. And um, it's, it's really been a struggle, you know, to keep up with the need. 
Um, but people have been really great and have come in, and um, we just need to keep that up and keep it going um, as we get through this pandemic. And, Bright, you said that there's I, – I think the article I read, it said we are in our first ever national blood crisis, mm-hmm. and you just confirmed mm-hmm. that. What does that mean for us? So that means that there's a significant drop in mm-hmm. donations. Um, we've been pretty lucky um, to be able to keep up with that and to be able to supply our hospitals. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to know how long this is going to continue. And so, you know, it's really important that people know, I think they take it for granted also that somebody else will give. Mm. Um, and sometimes it doesn't hit home until you think about a family member a friend or a neighbor who has needed a blood transfusion. And when you think about that and, and that they've received blood, that means somebody has given blood. Mm. And you said one person giving blood can save three lives. So how often can we give blood? So um, you can give blood every of a whole blood donation um, every 56 days. Uh, we can give a platelet donation every seven days. And we can give a plasma donation every 30 days. And with LifeSouth, where can we start donating? Okay, so we have blood mobiles out and about every day, seven days a week. You can find blood drives near you at lifesouth.org. We also have three convenient locations in the Jacksonville area. Uh, We have a blood center on Bay Meadows Way. We also have one in Fleming Island and Julington Creek. And I think a lot of us, I hate to say it, but we don't want to do something if there's nothing in it for us. So when we (laughs) donate blood, what's in it for us? So blood donors receive a special recognition gift. We also say thank you um, by providing a $10 e-gift card to donors. Yes, and it's it's great. It's healthy for us to donate. It's good for yes, our bodies. Absolutely. absolutely. And now tell me, again, sometimes we don't want to do something because it takes too long, <laughs> but what's the reality okay. of, behind giving blood? How long does that process take? Giving blood um, takes, you know, from start to finish, less than an hour. Mm-hmm. It's a very safe process, especially I think people want to know that um, as we are in the middle of a pandemic, that it is safe to come in and donate blood that we adhere to all the safety protocols, you know, on every federal, state, and local level. Um, So there's really no reason to hesitate. And uh, we make it as pleasant as possible. Um, I think it's great, uh, a great experience for anyone. Our staff is very friendly. Um, We take care of you, give you snacks, drinks, cookies, um, and hopefully, you know, a good feeling that you've saved a life. Mm. There's some talk going around. Are we able to donate if we've been vaccinated? And are we also able to donate if we haven't been vaccinated? Yes, both. Um, you can donate um, if you've been vaccinated. There is no wait period. Um, that includes all of the vaccinations and boosters. And then if you haven't been vaccinated, you can donate as well. And if we want to help, how are we able to host our own blood drive? Yeah, you can um, reach out to us through our website, um, and there's a section on our website about hosting blood drives. Um, so I would encourage anyone to check that out. If you have, you know, your church, business, organization, um, willing to host a blood drive, it's also a wonderful experience for everyone involved. Um, we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of the legwork, um, and we make it as easy for you as possible. Um, we just, you know, give us the location and your support 
and we'll be there. And y'all are a local organization. So how does a lack of blood affect our community? So if, you know, if, if, if there is a lack of blood, um, it would affect patient care in hospitals. Uh, we saw this through COVID um, where elective surgeries would have to be rescheduled or canceled if, if the blood isn't there. Um, we've been really fortunate by South um, to not be in that situation. Um, but we've only been able to do that because of our generous blood donor. And aside from hosting a blood drive, what else can we do to help get this news out there and to help others? Um, you know, follow us on social media and you'll know what's going on. Um, encourage your friends and family to give blood and make it a, a group, you know, decision to come in and give together. Um, you know, the more we can do to spread the word and to let people know about it, uh, the better. Most people don't donate because they, they feel like they haven't been asked or they really don't know the impact of a blood donation. Um, so it's on, you know, it's on all of us to help to help get that out there. And what are you guys in need of most? Blood, plasma, platelets? Right. So um, we are always in need of platelet donors, um, and we're in need of all types of blood um, donors right now especially type O. Um, type O negative in particular is the universal blood type. So that blood can be given to anybody, um, which is important in terms of like traumas where someone comes in and there just isn't time to blood type them. Mm. So they will be given O negative blood. So O negative blood is always in need. And then you said there's um, blood, blood donations happening all the time or rather mm -hmm. available so how can we find out where the next uh, donation spot may be or where y'all are located? So if you go to our website, which is lifesouth.org, you'll see a Donate Now button. And you click that and you'll go to a search feature. So you can look up blood drives by zip code, city, uh, or organization. Um, that will show you where, where blood drives are uh, throughout you know, the upcoming months even. Uh, the great thing, too, there is that you can make an appointment to donate. So if you walk-ins are welcome, but if you'd like to make an appointment to donate, um, that's, that's wonderful as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, um, Bright, for all you're doing for us in our community. Thank you, Colby. Appreciate this. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.
jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to our North Florida neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our neighborhood, our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Kathleen Miner. She's the founder of Hopeful Handbags. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me back. This is absolutely amazing. It, it's it's such a privilege to be able to chat with you and everything that Hopeful Handbags is doing. And we got to chat a couple months ago, but can you recap and let us know what all Hopeful Handbags is about? Absolutely. So, Hopeful Handbags is a nonprofit organization that I started in St. Augustine, Florida, St. John's County in 2017. However, we are now global. So we're in eight different countries, and we also donate within the Jacksonville area. We, what we do is we help those getting back on their feet from domestic abuse, raising hope, help, and support. And we do that by collecting once-loved handbags that the community donates and necessities and things to make women feel amazing. And we put those in the handbags with a handwritten note and a tag, and then we donate them back within the communities that they were donated in. Now, this is to raise hope, right? Because I always say hope gets us over the hump, right? Mm. And never underestimate the power of hope, right? Sometimes we just need that little bit of, you know what, somebody cares and it's going to be okay. And it really raises the way that they feel. And that was my original intent, was when they open up these handbags that, you know that feeling when you look at something and you're like, oh, because you just feel so good, um, <laughs> right? And yes. Even if, it's, even if it's like 30 seconds, that's more than you were before, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know that you can get that cycle going, and we sometimes just need to be reminded of that. Now, with all that being said, that's the base of what we do. From there, <laughs> there's just so many things because we work uniquely individually with survivors of domestic abuse. And so it depends on their unique needs. Also, which is very important, is these handbags open the conversation. They open the conversation so that people feel safe and confident to reach out for help if they're in a situation right now where they need help or they need safety or they just need to talk to somebody. And then those that have been in abusive situations, sometimes it might be childhood abuse, right? Mm -hmm. And they still are trying to deal with it. So... We want to keep that conversation open so that people know that there's people out there that listen that will never judge you. I mean, you know, we are who we are. We are where we are, and we meet them. So that is kind of a big, brief overview um, of Hopeful Handbags. And, man, this is such a specific passion and such a a specific desire to help serve the community. So where did this whole idea even stem from? Okay, Yeah, so, you know, my mother grew up in a very abusive home. Her father um, not only abused my grandmother, but all of the children. And there were 11 children altogether. Oh, my gosh. My mom was kind of placed in the middle, right? My mom's age was in the middle. So, obviously, you know, with that many kids, your age range of siblings is really big. And so my mom had siblings that were mine and my sister's age. And I remember when I was younger living across the street from my grandparents, my mom had me when she was 15. My dad was 17. Oh They're my still gosh. together. They're such amazing people. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, you know, I, looking at 15-year-olds now, I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter myself. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Okay. 
Yeah, how did that work? <laughs> um, but in saying that, you know, we lived across the street from them, and my mom would run across the street, break up all the chaos, and then oh send her gosh. younger siblings across to my sister and I, and we'd, you know, for safety. And I remember just looking through the chain link fence. We'd wait for the chaos to be over. And a lot of times we'd end up bringing my grandma to see the emergency room. And it was either working bones, you know, concussions, all kinds of things. And, of course, my grandmother always resisted the emergency room. But sometimes you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And back then, now my grandmother passed away over 30 years ago, and I'm going to be 50 on my next birthday. So this was a while ago. Um, but things kind of stayed in the home, right? I mean, it was just such a different atmosphere oh, yeah. then with even domestic abuse. And so I just remember sitting in the back seat thinking, why does she go back? I don't understand this. I know it has to hurt because, and I don't, I know this isn't normal because I don't live this way across the street. Like, this isn't the way my house runs. And so that just stuck with me for years and years. And, you know, I have four children of my own. Um, My oldest will be 30. My youngest is 15. And I have three grandkids. And it just stuck with me as, like, if she knew that there was a place to go or somebody to reach out to, would she have done it? And so that's what stuck with me, and that's how, you know, supporting survivors of domestic abuse, why it's so passionate and why it, I moved forward with that. It's just something that always stuck with me. So my grandfather passed away about six years ago, and he knew what he did was wrong. He, he really did. And I know that they're both watching over me and saying, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. And, and that keeps me going, to bring people to safety and have a place where people can reach out. And like I said, the handbags are the base of that to raise hope. Um, and I will have to say this too, you know, domestic abuse does happen to men as well. It is not just women. It happens in all socioeconomic backgrounds, does not matter. And we also do take donations for what we call, I call them man bags. And I just, because that's the best yeah. name I can think of it. Um, you know, and they're typically like really nice backpacks or maybe just like a bag that a guy would carry. And we put the same kind of essentials in, right? It just might be a man's razor or a man of soap that maybe a man would like more than a woman, you know, things like that. Um, so we do have those. And actually, you know, over COVID, um, we've gotten the most requests so far. We started in 2017 that we've had for man bags because there are men going to the shelters. So that's what I just want people to keep that in mind. And so we do help men as well. It's not just a women's organization but statistically it is women that are they survivors of domestic abuse right they're the ones that are coming forward it also happens in same-sex relationships mm-hmm. i mean this is just like i said it doesn't matter where you live who you live with it can happen and what are you guys in need of most because like you said numbers have gone up during covid for mm-hmm. the men that are in need but what's hopeful handbags in need of from the community okay from the community, you know, our needs typically for necessities is for the necessities to go in the bag. Shampoo, conditioner, trial size shampoo and conditioners. We always like to put a little bit of those in there along with the big sizes. Also, some of the bags are just won't fit the big sizes of things. <laughs> so we love those. Um, we like to put extras. And when I say extras, I mean things like journals. Um, we'll put a scarf around the bag as, you know, kind of a, another pick-me-up, and it can be used in so many different ways. So we have a list of necessities actually on our website at hopefulhandbags.org, and they list all of that on there. Another thing we're really looking for is we need more drop-off locations in Duval County. So we donate to to shelters in Duval County. And if anybody's listening that works at one of those shelters or knows of one that we are not donating to yet, please reach out. We can do it. 
So we take donations even from Jacksonville. And what we're doing right now is people are having to contact us and we're having to just put them in the very few drop-off locations or a volunteer has to meet them somewhere. And then we bring them back to St. Augustine, fill them, get them back to Jacksonville. Because like I said, what's donated in the communities stay within the communities, unless it's a surrounding community, right? We have some surrounding communities that aren't getting as many donations and we will also donate to them. So if anybody's listening that has a a storefront business that would love to be a part of Hopeful Handbags and be a drop-off location, that would be awesome. We will list you on our drop-off locations list and also, you know, visit your site sometimes and let the community know how to get involved. Another reason why it's so important to get businesses involved is because then the community gets involved, right? And the community realizes, number one, if you are a survivor, if you need help, if you need something, reach out. Right, we get, mm. they get to understand a little bit more about the organization, but also they also know that they're not alone. And the other people in the community that may not have ever heard of domestic abuse or may think that it's not in their neighborhood, they're more aware of it, right? And then they can help other people that need to get to safety. So really, that's our needs as of this point. So I'd love for anybody to reach out to me that would like to get involved more especially in Duval County and the surrounding areas. And where are some of the pickup locations for hopeful handbags if we are in need? To pick up a handbag? Yes. Okay, so if if anybody is in need of a handbag or knows somebody that is, then you just either call the phone number that's on our website um, and on our brochure, which I can say it, but you can always look it up. It's 904-383-7158. You can call or text that number with anything. And then we will go from there to get them. So we don't have actually locations where you can pick up a full handbag, but we do okay. have locations where you can drop off your once loved handbags or necessities. So when we say drop off locations, we mean the place that, you know, if if you live on a certain side of town and you say, okay, where's the closest to me? And we tell you what business that is, then you go to that business. You know, the businesses have found that it really brings more traffic in their door mm. as well. And also they're able to get involved in the community and help when they may not have known how to do it otherwise. And Kathleen, just to put this in perspective, I mean, you grew up around abuse because of your grandmother and your grandfather, um, but how common is it? It is very common. I mean, you know, think about, you know, there's 20 million people calling a hotline every day Mm -hmm. just in the United States for domestic abuse. So it is a very common thing, unfortunately. I mean, that's changing some just because of organizations like ours where people can reach out and people are talking about it more and the police are taking it seriously, but it's still happening. And it's something that people are really afraid to talk about, right? And, and some of it's stuff from, from safety, a safety standpoint. And so those are just numbers that we have of people actually coming forward because not everybody comes forward. And usually when you're in an abusive situation, you are you're, you already feel like nobody's going to believe you or you're scared literally for your life or your kid's life. Hmm. So those are just numbers very um, kind of across the board that aren't even – that doesn't even count the people that aren't calling yeah. hotlines or for help. So it, it is a problem. I mean, I unfortunately hear about it every day. Uh, but the good thing is, the good thing is, I always feel like, you know, we all can't do everything, right? We just can't. But if we can do something that we're passionate about, mm. even if it's just spreading the word that there's help out there, donating a handbag, donating necessities, that's what really opens that flow and gets more people to to help. I mean, most people, 
know somebody, either know somebody that's been through domestic abuse that's in it now or has been in it themselves. And it's really it's really surprising when people start talking about it because it's usually the people you would have never thought. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for all you're doing. And please tell us one more time the best way to contact you and a good website to find out more information. Awesome. Yeah, so the website is Hopeful Handbags. That's H-O-P-E-F-U-L-L-H-A-N-D-B-A-S. So Hopeful Handbags with two L's, like full of hope. Dot org, or you can call at 904-383-7158, or you can text that number as well. Okay, thank you so much, Kathleen, for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. 